Hello everyone and welcome back to Going Purple with me, Lissy McIntosh, where we talk about serious F1 stuff in a not-so-serious way. Hello everyone, how are we all doing? It is, it's a very strange day. It's a very sad day. Um, Today is the 28th of July, 2022, and it is the day that Sebastian Vettel has announced his retirement, um, which I'm going to be talking about a lot in this episode because I feel like I need like an ode to Sebastian Vettel, a man who I look up to so much, I am so inspired by, and today has felt very strange, and I'm constantly reminded that there is no playbook on how to like have some even some part of your life online I'm aware that I don't share all of my life online but even some part of it and you just I don't know like I didn't know how to act all I knew this morning was that I was really sad and so I ended up putting out a video that you know was the my it was my first time crying online okay so that's a bucket listing completed crying online completed it mate but that's just how I felt And I know that sometimes when I'm at my most vulnerable and I put something out, you know, in the world when I'm feeling a certain way, people can really take it the wrong way and attack people really personally. And that hurts a lot, especially when you show a vulnerable side of yourself. Um, But you know what? I'm glad I did. I'm always glad I've like stayed true to how I feel. And I'm so glad that so many of us could come together today and just talk about our favorite memories of Seb. I mean, I talk about it like he has literally passed away. He's not, he's just retiring from the sport, um, which is a good thing to remember. Like he's not, he he said it himself, it's not goodbye, but it, it does genuinely feel so monumental because, you know, Seb, Lewis, Fernando, these, these guys have raced against the greats. They are the modern legends at the moment in Formula One. And it's sad, you know, it's, I think any change is sad. Um, Change is weird and I've always struggled with change. And I think that's why I have been away from the podcast for a little while. I don't want it to be like, lol, like, oops, where have I been? It's been like a while. I don't want it to be like that at all. I genuinely have just felt like lost. Like I say, like, there's no like playbook of how you how you run not just your life but like your projects and your own podcasts and things like no one sits down and is like listen you've got to do xyz now that you are a content creator and now that you work for yourself no one's like and on monday you're going to do this thing and tuesday this thing and and i love that i think people talk about being content creators in a really negative way sometime of like of course there's cons of course there's cons i'm not like i'm very aware of the cons which is like, you know, working from home and and a lot of time working like by yourself and things and and but I'm also so aware of of the the privileges it comes with and how much I love what I do and how much I love the sport I work in. I adore the sport I work in. But no one tells you how to handle things and I think I've really just been thinking about the podcast more. How do I want it to be run? What do I really want it to look like? you know, it's part of who I am and it's part of what I do, but it's never been like all of what I do. Like some people just run a podcast. I'm so aware that, you know, what goes on on TikTok and Instagram is way more like real time. Like I'm going to talk about the British Grand Prix now. 
and like my Puma campaign and things like that because I want to update you guys and and I'm I miss just having a sit down and a chat with you but I think I in my head TikTok gets so much content and it's so much easier for me to sit down and go okay let's plan film edit a Grand Prix weekend preview and that will take me like four hours full like fully but the podcast is like a lot more like it takes me a lot longer and I mean every project I do is like become like you know it's like your blood sweat and tears and and I just think the podcast I find it maybe a bit trickier because it's much longer I am my challenge is to just sit down record this episode and just publish well I'll do a few things first don't you worry but you know I don't want to be so perfectionist about it because I think that's why I've been psyching myself out since the 10th of June which is when I put my last podcast up um I just want to keep going with it you know and and I think sometimes I stress myself out so much because I'm like well it's a feature podcast so if you don't have the guests like no one just wants to listen to you talking like they hear you all the time on TikTok and but it's my like it's my space you know it's where and I met an amazing girl today um on the tube actually and she was like I love the podcast and that's all I needed to just be like right come on let's see like that you've got something so good going here and I'm so proud of like what I've built up and I'm so happy of the community I have across all all my platforms really um and yeah I mean you know it's a situation where I want your guys's feedback I want to hear what you guys like about the podcast what you don't like about the podcast because ultimately I want it to be like something for all of you and something that we're all enjoying on my end creating it and on your end obviously listening to it um and I always said and I can be really stubborn okay I was like don't want to just like talk every week just me like it's like fair and like to be fair I do that every like every day on TikTok I'm talking about something or other and I was like I want the podcast to be like so different in that sense but maybe you just want an extension of what's on TikTok I'm not sure um so yeah I just want to put something out though and say like I'm here I'm working on it not everyone has the answers like sometimes you can just look at someone's profile or what someone's up to and be like well she's got it all sorted 99% of the time people do not have it sorted trust me um even like huge corporations we're all flying by the seat of our pants okay um and and I am too and I'm so happy to admit that so this is me saying that podcast is still very much alive and kicking I still love it and it's still my baby and I have some really exciting guests coming up but what do you want it to look like as well because I think I'm forming a better idea um but for now I want to chat with you guys about a few exciting things that have been going on in my life. Let's have a life update. Let's have a catch up. Let me just move my foot. Hang on. Sorry. Um, before we talk about Mr. Seb. Mr. Seb. So life has been great. I mean, this month has been honestly one of the best. I think I just feel grateful like that this is my job and this is what I get to do full time. Um, Silverstone was amazing. Um, we need a debrief it was it was fully promised this debrief so it's here it's coming well it's coming right now Silverstone was I it was like a fever dream <laughs> um as you know I was working with Aston Martin 
um, as a content creator and I was also working with F1 as a presenter and that strain of my life feels so important and upcoming and exciting now um, and it was great I mean I was presenting for track TV I got to interview so many of you actually which was so fun um, and it was yeah I mean the fan zone in Silverstone is really fun and it's kind of like you know for all the fans and I got to like go and interact with so many of you and be in the fan zone so much and like get your qualifying reactions and things like that and like host track tv which was so special because I, even I was shocked I would lit we got to like go around on this golf buggy all weekend because Silverstone's actually quite a spread out track. So like the fan zone's not actually that close to the paddock. Obviously the grandstands are duh, all around the track. And to get around quickly, the camera crew uses a golf buggy, which as you can imagine, hit instant rock star status in my own head. Apparently not, my hair was everywhere. Okay, it was so cold at Silverstone and so windy, but it made me feel so cool. Even though it literally goes like two miles an hour. I'm not joking electric scooters were overtaking us but either way golf buggy all the way um what was I saying come on brain think of things come on brain I don't remember what I was saying uh, <laughs> uh, okay I move on I don't remember but yeah it was really fun and I got to talk to so many of you and be on oh yeah I was saying it was so weird being in the golf buggy and I would drive past a big screen and my face was just there and I was like, this is actually nuts. And then we did a couple of like live hits as well. So live from the paddock, I got to interview some RAF Falcons who had just done a flyover. That was live. I did a couple of paddock walks. Those were live as well, talking about the race and, and what was coming up. Um, and honestly, I really enjoyed it. And I, yeah, I can't believe it really. But with Aston Martin as well, we were with them a lot on Thursday, actually. You might have seen the race suit content. That was, honestly, I'm sorry. If you need an ego boost ever, ask an F1 team to borrow a race suit because seriously, you feel so cool. Now, a lot of people have asked, like, how did you and Hannah decide who was going to be Vettel and who was going to be Stroll? And it was pretty easy, to be fair. We just, it was like that. And I was Vettel, she was Stroll, and we got given them on the rooftop of the Aston Martin motorhome. That's where they were like brought out of their cases. And right next to the Aston Martin motorhome is the Williams motorhome, and they also have a rooftop. And I think it was Nikki's birthday. Yeah, it was Nikki's birthday, and they were all singing happy birthday to him. They were all on the rooftop. Alex, Nikki, the entire team, and they look over, and we are just fully like putting on these race suits over our clothes. So it was quite funny. I think the Williams drivers were very confused. Actually, everyone, that is such an understatement. Everyone we saw was so confused. Now, you may have seen a video of me walking past Pierre Gasly in um in Sebastian Vettel's race suit. And I'm just like, oh, hey, Pierre. What? Hey, Pierre, where did that come from? Okay. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, you look cool or something. And I have a bit of a freak out. Now, the reason behind this freak out is it sounds cool, right? walking past a driver in a race suit until you realize you're basically dressed dressed up as as another driver on the grid and 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 that is actually um it's it's a little it's a little um i don't know the word but it does it's actually not as cool as you may think and then we bumped into stroll in the race suits and you just yes i am literally dressed up as you um that's why i was freaking out but no, it was really good fun. And um, we got a garage tour. We actually didn't get to film much of the garage because you guys may have remembered that at Silverstone, there were massive um, upgrades, 
massive Aston Martin upgrades, but oh my gosh, the back of an F1 garage. Oh, I sit there every race weekend of the year if I could. Um, actually, if a team could just sort that out for me, I'm sorry, I'm I am sorted. It's like a mini cinema back there. There are like leather seats, little mini plane sized screens. But it's so cool. And then right in front of you, they're literally fixing the cars, like putting the cars together. And I think what's so cool about F1 is the craftsmanship, like literally hand gluing pieces to the car. It's mental. I mean, I already respected the sport massively, but it's things like that. They they make the tyres on the Thursday. I think one thing people don't realise about Grand Prix is the Thursday is like monumental piece of the puzzle. Like the paddock club, for example, it doesn't exist on Thursday morning. But when guests arrive on Friday, greeted with a glass of champagne, as they bloody well should be, it's completely done. The tyres are made on Thursday. And what I think is really cool is the tyres are like personalised. So Seb, this inside of Seb's Seb's tyres say SV5 on them and the Aston Martin logo. And I think that is bloody cool. I think that is bloody lovely. Um, so yeah, a lot happens on Thursday. We did the Aston Martin lives. We were in the motorhome a lot. It was freezing, as I say. And, um, and there was a Beyonce reel that came out of it of us walking slow-mo down the paddock in the race suits. And, um, that is probably a moment I will, I will never forget. Although I have seen a meme. (laughs) That's how every bad story ends. I have seen a meme, okay, of Fernando Alonso with like these two grid girls. And it's like, it's like, um, <laughs> it's like mum saying we have food at home. Or like, it's like, mum, can we get McDonald's? And then it's like the picture. And then it's like, mum saying we have food at home. And then it's like the food at home. And it's a picture of me and Hannah and Lance Stroll. Oh my gosh. Is that not the most embarrassing thing you've ever seen in your life? I mean, it is quite funny. But, oh my gosh. I'm memeable, you guys. At least that's that's something I could put on my CV if I ever need to. Um, so yeah, Silverstone amazing got to meet so many of you made my weekend um it was freezing and I did not pack for the weather but what's new um and yeah I had the best time I'm trying to think if there's anything else Hmm. I think that's all but more exciting things have happened let's talk about the Puma campaign because I know I know I can't believe it either I am the face of a Puma campaign who would have ever thought (laughs) honestly seven-year-old me might actually think I was quite cool and that's all I ever wanted to achieve in life um I shot a Puma campaign lol uh um yes it is for the Mercedes X no Puma X Mercedes AMG Petronas full winter 2022 collection we shot it in April when I was like I remember doing a podcast in April and I was like you know it's just like all about what was I talking about something about fruit I was saying like, it's not about when you bear the fruit. It's it's not about planting the seeds. It's about when you bear the fruit. Well, I bear the fruit and it actually felt amazing. I, I do feel proud of like what I, you know, when you accomplish something, of course you feel proud of it. But it was something I was like keeping inside for so long, which I hate doing. Um, and yes, we shot that in Germany in April. And I'm not a model, you guys. Okay. So imagine me, I turn up um, in this gorgeous outfit, hair and makeup, all done and I'm literally like I literally asked the photographer I was like so like should I smile Ah! so I was trying to give my best 
smize um I don't know if I did a good job I hope I did but I really like the pictures they're all on my Instagram and I'm going to share them on TikTok as well shortly um but it was amazing it was an amazing experience there were three gorgeous Mercedes cars um Loki really like the green one I can't lie but yeah I should be on a billboard in some store at some point that would be very cool but for now I'm honored to be a part of it and I honestly cannot believe that I'm working with Puma like not only a huge sponsor in Formula One but also just like it's Puma like sorry sorry what um and yeah there's just so much more exciting stuff coming up in the next few months I cannot wait to share it with you guys but for now let's have a little chat about Sebastian Vettel and and what it means for me really that he's leaving the sport and I think for so many of us as well I mean I was a guest on Pit Stops podcast well it's today but this will come out just after so that podcast is out already um and it was, I feel like my emotions do still feel quite raw about this. I just think as a racing driver, you don't have to be an advocate. You don't have to be on social media. You don't have to be any of these things, but he always chose to be, and he always chose to have the difficult conversations and, and campaign for things that, you know, equality, the environment, like these things, which are huge. And I have so much respect for him for that. And I remember the first time I met Sebastian Vettel, you you can just tell someone's character so quickly. And I genuinely just felt this wash of like kindness and gen, genuineness, genu, genuinity, genuinity, genuinity. I don't know, man. I think it's genuineness. He is the most genuine man and just compassion and so much hum. Hum- <laughs> humility <laughs> I'm not laughing I'm just laughing because my words today are I mean to be fair it is it is 10 20 I don't know why I've chosen to do this now I think it's I was like psyching myself up you know I was like oh my god like the podcast and then I was like do you know what I need to clean my room no I'll record a podcast um but no I feel very very honored to have worked in an F1 with Sebastian Vettel to have met the man to have been able to work with his team um which I think you know especially personality wise I think this this team was such a great fit for him um and I wish him all the best you know I do find it crazy how young sports people and athletes you know retire he's 35 that's not old (laughs) let's not start thinking 35 is old okay um and I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. I think it will be something in F1. I hope it will. Um, because, you know, the sport needs Sebastian Vettel. And and I think for such a long time, a lot of the drivers kind of thought, oh, you know, Seb and Lewis have got it. You know, they've got the, the difficult conversations and and advocating for certain things. And now, you know, Seb is gone. And, and whoever fills his role... That's a whole conversation in itself. Has some big boots to fill, okay? Some size 15s, if you will. Um, and I have some theories on who it may be. My top picks are Nico Hulkenberg and Daniel Ricciardo. But we shall see more on that later. But for now, we go to Hungary very shortly. Um, so that will be exciting. And then it's the summer break. School's out for the summer, baby. Um, and... Yeah, I think the summer break's going to be good though. Oh, I actually am going to the Formula E this Saturday. I'm going to try and get this out tomorrow. 
Um, so I will be at the Formula E tomorrow. Oh my gosh, maybe I have to say that so I have to get the podcast out. Okay, I'm making it sound like I really don't want it. Like I really don't want to. That's not it at all. If you guys don't know this about me, I just, I really am a perfectionist to the point where it's actually really, really bloody annoying, okay? Like why can I not just, if I make a mistake in a TikTok, why can I, why do I have to refilm the entire thing for, like for five minutes? You know what I mean? And and I'll tell you about how I film like a lot of my content. I film it on my camera and I edit it on software, whatever. But I literally have like 18 minute videos for a Grand Prix weekend preview because I haven't said the exact wording and then it takes me like an hour to edit the video. I mean, I just overthink everything I do and it's obviously because I want the best outcome. Like I want it to be entertaining. I want it to be the best it can be, but I think that can hold me back sometimes. Like I want to make this podcast even more amazing and I want to keep it, you know, something that I love. I love it so much, but it's the thing that holds me back is myself. Um, and so that's why even just meeting this gorgeous girl today that told me she loved the podcast, in some way that was enough for me to be like, Lissy, come on, babes. Okay. Um, so yes, but the Hungarian Grand Prix, who do we think is going to win? I'm not going to lie. It better be Sebastian Vettel. Now, I don't care about the championship anymore. I do. Don't worry. I'm joking. But even if the championship is not decided by the last race, these drivers better let him win. These drivers better let Sebastian Vettel win. Okay. I'm not joking. Driver of the day won't cut it for me anymore. He must be driver of the day for every race or for the rest of the season. But he also must have a win. Okay. So if we could just all sort that out um thank you very much I know I mean seriously he joined Instagram and we were all like oh my gosh and he literally dropped this bomb bombshell bomb of yeah I'm leaving the sport hey guys like (laughs) um no he is a true legend a true gentleman and you know he's left his mark in this sport and I think you know, when you're in a sport, and I think especially when you're younger, I can imagine that winning races and being at the top of the championship and winning as many championships is so important, like the stats and the results. And as I said this morning earlier in TikTok, he's so much more than the stats to me. Like the fact that he's won four world championships to me is like a bonus of Sebastian Vettel. And that says so much. Um, And yeah, I mean, the sport was lucky to have him. And I now cannot handle anyone else retiring from the sport. So, Fernando, Lewis, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to stay for at least two more years because that's how long I will need to get over this one. Um, But yeah, I'll be at Formula E. It's going to be a fantastic time. And then, post-summer break, there's there's exciting stuff coming, guys. Don't you worry. Um, So yeah, but how are all of you? I wish there was a comment section in a podcast. Um, how are we all feeling about the Hungarian Grand Prix? I think it's going to be great. I actually do think Max will win. Um, and I hope Ferrari will get their strategy together. Actually, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Ferrari. And also let's do a very quick fire, like mid-season report on each drivers. On each drivers? Oh my gosh, I actually can't talk. Um Let's start with Ferrari then. I mean, it's just very frustrating. It is very frustrating because I've said it time and time again, it's little mistakes, it's little DNFs. It's, I mean, to be fair, it's not a little fire setting the car on fire. It's, it was huge and it was terrifying. It's things like this that cost the championship. And 
see this is the thing that would really bother me and I'm sure it does and I'm sure it drives him insane and is so much pressure but knowing at the end of a season like oh I could have won if I hadn't done that mistake like I can't imagine for Lewis last season Baku for example that could have changed the course of events um and you know, I think it's tough. It's so tough as well for Carlos. He, his performance is getting much, much stronger. Fighting his way back um, in the French Grand Prix. Was it the French Grand Prix? My head. It, I'm losing my head. It was the French Grand Prix. Um, P19 to P3. And then they just pissed him so late. Like, what's going on here? I just, I don't think it's fair to either of the drivers, you know. And I saw this question of um, on Sky Sports' Instagram the other day. Actually, I'd love to know your guys' answer to this as well. Of who's under the most pressure right now? Honestly, as a team, Ferrari. As drivers, I would probably say Daniel Ricciardo and Charles Leclerc. Um, Daniel Ricciardo, let's talk about it quickly. I mean... It's getting marginally better. His pace is getting better. He's not as far off his teammate as he was. But this car just does not suit Daniel Ricciardo. And and he's taken risks. You know, he's taken massive career risks in the last few years. And I completely commend him for that. But from an objective mid-season point of view, it's not looking amazing. Especially when you have Lando as your teammate who is Mr. Consistency. And, and I've heard him be called the future world champion, the best of his of this generation multiple times in the last week and I mean only time will tell but but yeah I see it and it must be tough for Daniel to always be compared to that and and especially when your own team principal is kind of like saying things about you you know not showing that he has full faith in you like that's your team and that's the person that you expect to protect you um and I can imagine only how hard that is but but for now I mean it's not looking the most promising is it um mid-season report other than that Mercedes just hard it just shows that hard work pays off and and teamwork pays off and this team has really turned it around and I genuinely believe mid-season wise looking to the second half of the season I do see them fighting for a win at some point before Abu Dhabi I'm gonna say that one of the Mercedes is gonna win a race okay um and of course Red Bull I mean this is the driver lineup of dreams at the minute okay we've got Checo Perez who is the cleanest, one of the cleanest drivers out there. You trust him with every move. You know an overtake is going to be well executed, clean racing. And I'm not saying Max isn't, but you know, you know when you watch a driver and you're like, they're going, those two drivers are going to be absolutely fine. That's how I feel when I watch Checo Perez. Um, and he's a good defensive teammate. There are so many situations this season in the last few races where Max, you know, not doesn't owe it to Checo but he's really really helped him out and Max you know he's he's in his prime right this is Max in his prime and this is the Max we'll look back on and go oh my gosh do you remember 2022 actually we need to talk because are we social media and the way social media is changing in F1 blows my mind mind blown okay you can't see it but my mind is blown are we gonna think about this time in F1 as like the liked by Pierre Gasly era or is this going to be like the Ferrari Red Bull era because I don't think I can handle it if we're going to start talking about it as like oh do you remember the George the George Russell the kind of guy to era oh my gosh it's like when Sky Sports posted that graphic 
of like the two memes dominating the F1 world right now. It's it's infiltrating into mainstream media, which of course it is, but it's just strange. I think when you're on TikTok and F1 TikTok has boomed in the last year, I have been around now for a year and it feels like such a long time because so much has happened, but it's growing and I think content creators have so much power and now even it's going into like Sky Sports and I'm glad to see Sky Sports recognizing trends like these because you know F1 for a long time was very backwards and it was very kind of um oh we're not really up with the meme times and we don't really care about the memes and the social media and I'm glad that Sky Sports is even going oh look this is quite funny but it was just funny the way they presented it I can't lie um so yeah who else? Who's my like a mid-season star? Hmm. I probably would say. Ooh. I probably would say Kevin Magnuson. Actually, actually, do you know what it is that I love about the season? Is the midfield is so close. It is so close. Esteban Ocon is another massive superstar for me. Lando, of course, superstar. But also like all three of the top teams, and it is a bit of a three-way battle at the moment, especially when Ferraris. Um, reliability is so iffy as soon as one of those co- one of those cars goes Mercedes is right there and they're fighting for podiums and I love it um so yes I am really enjoying this F1 season I hope you are too if you if this is your first F1 season I'd love to know what you're thinking of it um and yeah got a whole new change to come next season as well um, and you guys all took the piss out of me when I told you that I thought Vettel would be retiring at the end of the season in my predictions video, which I will not bring up because, okay, listen, I had to give the bold prediction. Imagine I just kept it all the same. It would be really boring. Um, but I'm, I'm actually quite gassed that that one paid off. Um, but anyway, guys, I think I'm going to go. I feel so much better having just had a chat with you all. Um, I just, I really love what I do. And I, I, I honestly genuinely feel so like lucky at the community we've built. Like, I do think that is so rare. Um, and I, I notice so many of you that are always around. I genuinely do. And it makes my, it makes my day and it makes me so happy. Um, and hopefully I'll get to meet lots of you at the London Epre as well. It's actually fantastic that it's in London, isn't it? Um, it's so easy to get to, which we love because I hate tube that was a random note to finish on but we'll take it anyway guys i love you all very very much and i will see you all very very soon okay love you bye